सहनावतो सहनावनतो सहवीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्वेशावहै ओम शांति 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 ओम पूर्णमाद पूर्णमिदं पूर्णमुदच्छेदे पूर्णस्य पूर्णमाद ये पूर्णमिवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 ओम आयन्तु ममांगानि वाहक प्राणचक्षुश्रोत्रमसो बलमिंद्रियाणि च सर्वाणि सर्वं ब्रह्मोपनिषदं माहं ब्रह्मनिराकुर्यां मामां ब्रह्मनिराकरोद अनिराकरणमस्तव निराकरणमे अस्तु तदात्मनि निरते यवपनिषत्सु धर्मास्ते मै संतु ते मै संतु ओम शांति 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 श्रुति स्मृति पुराणानाम आलयं करुणालयं नमामि भगवत पादं शंकरं लोकशंकरं शंकरं शंकराचार्यं केशवं बादरायणं सूत्रभाष्यकृतौ वन्दे भगवन्तौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेरे मूर्तिभेदविभागिने व्योमवद्याप्तदेहाय Now, 
instructing him, <coughs> teaching him. As Narada Puri says, Yachamanya says, Sushutte Sanpasadaha Atma Vinasana Apido Bhavadidi. Yachamanya say, let him believe in Indra. That's Sushutte in the state of deep sleep. Samprasad Atma. Atma is Samprasadha, the tranquil one. Vinasana Eva Apido Bhavadidi. So that is tranquil that Indra accepts. But the problem is, he does not know himself, does not know anything else. Secondly, that he, because he dies, he gets destroyed, meaning that he comes to non-existence. Vinasam he, he comes to a state of Vinasam, state of non-existence, destruction. <coughs> so, Indra, that your conclusion. Then the self in deep sleep is subject to distraction. Sunutatra karanam vinasya brahma karanam he indra that is a brahma or delusion, not a reality about the atma. So taking atma to be sushupta or taking sushupta to be atma, the conclusion is that the Atma is subject to Vinasha, subject to destruction. Understand that there is not the reality of our Atma, there is only Brahma or delusion on your part. So then question is, how come this kind of delusion of Brahma, that Atma is mortal, what is, what's the reason why such a delusion arises in the mind in the first place? Why should that delusion arise? Why should Indra come to conclusion that Atma is mortal? And the same question can be asked about why do we think the way we think we are? That we have conclusions about ourselves, opinions about ourselves, perception about ourselves, that I am such and such, I am so and so. What is the reason for that perception? Atma, in fact, is immortal. What's the reason why Indra thinks that Atma is mortal? If Atma is limitless, what's the reason why I think Atma is limited? Atma is Ananda, the nature of happiness, or boundless happiness. Why do you think I'm dukkhi, I'm unhappy? So Vedanta explains the reasons for this also. Why do we have the kind of perception that we have about ourselves? It's not just enough to say that this is a delusion, this is Brahma. It's not a reality, okay? But only when I know the cause of the Brahma or cause of delusion, that when that cause is removed, then the delusion will go. Even after knowing that this is a Brahma or delusion, how will that delusion go? Only when I know what's the reason why that delusion arises. When the reason, the cause is removed, then the delusion also will go. So, Tatra Vinasya Brahmakaranam. Then in your mind as arise in Brahma or delusion, that Atma is so Vinashi or is mortal, Listen to the reason why such a Brahma or delusion arises. Paradandhiki <coughs> said that the Vishwa, Pragna, Tejasa, the Vaker, the Dreamer, the Resleeper, these three states of Atma were taught. And now Prajapati sees that Indra is now ready for the instruction about the Turiya, the fourth or the substratum of the three. Or Atmani Vinashitvadi Pratidehe Aupadigatva. 
then atma is vinashi, pratiti. The pratiti of perception that atma is vinashi or mortal, aupadi this due to upadi, is not due to inherent nature of atma, but because upadi is a limited agent or because of the costume of the atma. The costume is confused to be atma. The costume is confused to be the actor. And therefore, how come this fellow has become a beggar? I met him yesterday, he was multimillionaire. So that this conclusion that arises in you that this fellow is a beggar is Aupadikam. <coughs> that beggarliness depend, belongs to or centered upon Upadi and not centered upon this one. So where is the center of Vinashitva? Where is the locus of the mortality? So, as we said yesterday, the Vinashita mortalities are someplace, but not where I think it is. That's all the problem is. Something is mortal, but not what I think. The body is mortal, and I think that the self is mortal. And that's what creates problem. That something is subject to death is not a problem. The things that die is not a problem. I die is a problem. The question is, not that body dies. We'll be alright with that. But then, the death of the body is equated to the death of the Atma, and that is where the problem is, because all the problems are centered upon Atma. Anatma is not a problem. If anātmā is known as anātmā, it doesn't cause any problem at all. As lot of things happen in the world, I'm not connect, when I'm not connected to them at all, they do not cause any kind of feeling or reaction in me at all. Something happened in Turkey, something happened in Iraq, something Okay, it's a daily issue. Something happens in Punch or somewhere in Kashmir, then it affects me because I'm connected with them. So anything becomes a problem when it gets connected to I. Meaning that problem is always centered on I. And even though problem may belong somewhere else, in some way that gets connected to I. That it is my same country, it is my countryman, it is my relative, my family member, etc. Then I get affected in some way, then it can become cause of happiness or unhappiness both. Happiness also is centered upon the Atma, unhappiness also is centered upon. Both are reactions anyway. Reactions means both are the results of delusion. Then in fact my son, you know, is successful. And somehow I feel good about it, you know, I feel proud of it, because his success somehow I connect with myself. My sense, I also have a contribution in him. He is what he is because of what I did. In some way I take credit for that. And I congratulate myself for his success, and then I feel happy. So when I congratulate myself in some way or the other, I become happy. When I blame myself in some other way, I become unhappy. There is a gain in I, there is happiness. There is loss in I, there is unhappiness. Whether real gain or loss is there or not, I think there is gain and I think there is loss. That's all, you know. Meaning that it is my perception of myself. That's all that counts. Although we say that all the time we always think of what others will think, so, yesterday somebody read to me some, you know, this thing from, from this WhatsApp. The whole life went away in thinking, what these four fellows will say, what these four fellows will say, what will four... The whole life was spent in that. At the end of those four fellows say, Ramanam Satyam, Ramanam Satyam, that's what they will say. <laughs> so, when, what they say becomes it's not important to me, really. What they say about me is not important to me. What I say about myself is important to me. 
somehow, since I am seeking their approval, since they are important to me in their life, my life, their opinion is important because I judge myself based on the way they judge me. That's the problem. If otherwise, otherwise uh, dogs are barking, who cares? Lots people say a lot of things. Doesn't touch these fellows. Nothing touches a politician. Nothing touches them. Let them say whatever they want to say. Whether it's parliament or outside, inside, wherever it is. If that does not touch me, meaning that if that does not become my conclusion, that you are this and gabbar and this, all sorts of things, suppose people tell, this person is crazy, you know. But if I think that I am gabbar, I don't know who that gabbar is, but suppose then I have a problem. <coughs> so I am the problem to myself. It's my opinion about myself is a problem to me. And therefore, my opinion of myself becomes a solution to me. My false opinion about myself is a problem, and my true opinion, no opinion then, my true knowledge we will call it. When opinion is true, it is called knowledge. When opinion is false, it is called delusion. So this is what Vedanta, this is what Prajapati is now seeking to convey to Indra. As to what is the reason why Indra arrived at the conclusion that Atma is mortal. <coughs> Aupadi The mortality belongs to Upadi and you are somehow attributing it to yourself. We keep on attributing to ourselves things which we have no connection at all. That just become a habit. So that's why separation is required. That Vinashitvam is there, where does it belong? <coughs> where does it not belong? Sutta Atma Rupa Shuddha. Other hand, bound itself by itself. Atma is Amurta Abhayadi Rupa. On the nature of immortality, on the nature of fearlessness. If that becomes your opinion, that's it, you are released. <laughs> Opinions bind me and opinion means that the false wrong opinion binds me and the true opinion releases me. It's as simple as that. So Vedanta's prescription of all the things, all the problems. Only problem is only sadness is a problem. There's no other problem. Others are all situations. I don't have a problem with situations. Only problem with myself. Which self? The unhappy self, the sad self. So, the sadness centered upon I is my problem. There is no other problem. Fortunately, the sadness is not real. Sadness never touches the Atma, never affects the Atma, fortunately. And therefore, all that is necessary is to know, asochan and asochastam. You are grieving for that which does not deserve to be grieved for. Even though there the Tikakara says that you are grieving for Bhishma and Drona and then they are not worth grieving. They, nobody grieves for Bhishma and Drona. He is not, not grieving for Bhishma and Drona, he is grieving for himself. The only one I am grieving for is myself. If Atmanasukama Saram Priyam Bhavati, everything is Priyam or dear because Atma is dear. Then the grief also is because Atma is dear. And when there is some kind of a loss perceived in Atma, that is when the grief comes. If losing Bhishma and Drona in some way is my personal loss, then that causes grief. If it doesn't cause, that's it. So that separation alone is required. There are, the self has nothing to do with Bhishma and Drona. How come? Because the self has nothing to do with this body, understand. 
if atma has to do with this body, if the body belongs to me or I am the body, then of course Bhishma and Drona are connected to me. Then what happens there happens to me in some way because there is a remote connection there. <coughs> so that is where that connection, which is a result of aviveka lumping together, that's when the separation has to take place. <coughs> Svata Atma Abhayadi Rupa Shuddha Iti. Svataha, by its own nature, Atma is Amrita, immortal, Abhaya, fearless. Iti Bhaktum, this is what Prajapati wishes to say to Indra. That's why the Vashyakara says, Maghvan Martyamvai. Marana dharmi idam shariram. Marta means marana dharmi. Marana is a dharma of which martya, subject to death, means what? Death is the nature of whom? So dharma is attribute. So marana dharmi having the attribute of death means subject to death. So death is an attribute of the body. That's called mortal. So, Magavan, so where the mortality is there? Indra thinks that Atma Avinasham Apito Bhavati, Atma becomes, comes to an end, comes to death, says, no, no, Martyam Vai Idam Shairam. This body is Martyam. That's all. Says Anandagiri, Sharirvat Atmanopi Vinashitvam Avasthavishesha Darshitamiti. Indra says, okay, I have no problem in accepting that the body is mortal, I know. But Sharirvat Atmanopi, but I told you that Atmanopi Vinashitvam, just as the body is mortal, did I not point out that? Avastha Vishesha, that is the state of deep sleep, that Atma also is mortal. The body is mortal, okay. But Avastha Vishesha, specifically in the state of deep sleep, Vinasam Eva Pito Bhavati, did I not say that? That's what I found. That the Atma in deep sleep also is Maranadharmi, is also subject to death. <coughs> I already said that. Itiyasankya. If this is what Indra has to ask. Or as the other Tikakara says in a little different way. In the line 38, Shankire, Shankire. My problem is that Atma is Vinashi, Atma is mortal. And you say that body is mortal. What's the relevance? Asangadam. So Indra may say that, Oh sir, revere sir, you are saying that the body is mortal. What relevance does it have with my problem that Atma is mortal? My problem is not that the body is mortal. My problem is that Atma is mortal. So when the problem is Atma is mortal, that I see no benefit in this because the Atma is mortal. So that's my problem. You are saying that body is mortal. So what's the relevance? Then Prajapati says, Hey Indra, this Abhidhanam, this statement that the body is mortal is meant for removing this doubt or this conclusion in your mind. If it is Ashanka, that Indra suspects, looks like, Indra has a doubt that the, the Atma is mortal. So Vinashim Ivapito Bhavati. Whatever, but that you have in some way come to the conclusion the Atma is mortal, that Nirakaranathameva, for resolving that conclusion or doubt, this statement that the body is mortal is meant to help you 
become free from your conclusion that Atma is mortal. <coughs> so either way, Indira can say that, I also know that body is mortal, but my problem is Atma is mortal. As I found in deep sleep state, or as other Tikakara says that, Indra may say that, you say that the body is mortal, my problem is not the body is mortal, my problem is Atma is mortal. He says, okay, the body is mortal is being said, in order to help you understand that Atma is not mortal. <coughs> so Vashagana says, Yanmanyase Akshadhara Dilakshanaha Samprasada Lakshanaha Atma Maya Uptaha Vyanasam Eva Pito Bhavati De Sunutatrakarnam Yanmanyase Don't you believe? That Aksha, Dhara, Dilakshana, Samprasad, Lakshana, Atma, Maya, Uptha, Vinasan, Eva, Pito, Bhavati, Di. That I will say, Indra may say, that I haven't said that the body is not, is immortal or something. You are telling body is mortal, but my problem is Atma. So you believe that Aksha, Dhara, Dilakshana, Atma, Esha, Akshini Purusha, the self that is in the eye, so Aksha Adhar. So the Atma was taught as the one that is this locus in the eyes, you know. Akshini Purusha, Akshi becomes the Adhikaranam. So self that is in the eyes, the self which is this locus in the eyes, that is the first teaching. And then of course the dreamer self, and then Samprasad Lakshana also, the self that enjoys the tranquility. Atma, that Atma Maya Uptha Vinashiva Apito Bhavati. I haven't said that the body is mortal, I have said Atma is mortal. That's where my problem is. Srutatrakaranam, listen to the reason why you came to this conclusion that Atma in deep sleep is mortal. Listen to that reason. <coughs> Again, Sri Nandagiri. Sa shariraha vishesha vijnana vaan bhavati. A shariraha tu vishesha vijnana bhavat vena vinasha brahmaha. Na pundarasa u vastuta vinashari. Sa shariraha vishesha vijnana vaan bhavati. You think that the waker is alive, the waker remains alive, the dreamer remains alive, is because of the identification of the body. Sasharirah, the embodied one, meaning that the one who is identified the body. And Bhastaka will say that body includes both the gross and the subtle bodies. The word sharira here includes the gross body as well as the mind, sense, or the meaning subtle body. So, when I am identified with the gross body and there with subtle body also, vishesha vijnana vaan bhavati, then I have vishesha vijnanam, have particular knowledge. So, we said earlier saw vijnanam and knowledge is, is of two kinds, the vishesha vijnanam and samanya vijnanam. Like the gold and the ornament. So gold is samanyam, universal, and ornament is vishesha or particular. And we know that the vishesha is always superimposed upon the samanya. Vedanta explains that what is ornament is something that is superimposed upon the gold. Similarly also vishesha or particular is that which is superimposed upon samanya or universal. So when there is identification of the body, when I am functioning through the body, not only identification, when I am functioning through sense organs in the mind, 
then there is Visheshiknanam particular. Even if I don't have identification, we saw in the morning class as to how it is sense organs in the mind that in fact make us aware of the particular aspects of names and forms. So names and forms or objects are there. What enables me to notice or perceive the peculiarities of every name and form are the sense organs of the mind. So sense organs are able to perceive the differences in Shabdas Parsha in their sense and objects. The mind also accordingly perceives the differences. So only when the perception takes place through sense organs of the mind that we perceive the peculiarities, the particularities of names and forms. <coughs> On the other hand, if the knowledge takes place without the agency of the sense organ in the mind, then I don't have the instrument to detect the peculiarities or particularities then. All that you know is what we call general knowledge. That's the consciousness. So consciousness is the samanya jnana, the universal knowledge. And ghata jnanam, jnanam is all the particular knowledge. <clears throat> so particular knowledge is there whenever the perception or the contact takes place through the sense organs of the mind. As in waking state as well as the deep sleep state. I mean in the dream state. In deep sleep state the sense organs of the mind are not functioning. And therefore the instrument which made me aware of the particularities of the objects, that instrument is not there, the mind, sense organs in mind, therefore I am unaware of that. Not that things don't have the particularities, they have. But I am not aware of them because the sense organs in mind that are required to be aware of those particulars are not there. In deep sleep there is knowledge but samanya jnana, this consciousness is that, that eliminates everything. Everything general is universal, nothing particular. <coughs> so, asharirasyatu, so sasharir and asharir, these two expressions are used here. Sasharir is one who is identified with the body, and that is called embodied or one identified with the body. Asharir means one not identified with the body. As I said, you need not be identified with the body. A wise person who is not identified with the body also will know all the particularities as long as he sees through his mind and sense organs. So you don't have to be But it's taken for granted that an ignorant person is identified with the body. In the waking state, habitual identification of body and sense organs takes place. So it's called sasharira. Every vehicle need not be called embodied to understand. Embodied only ignorant person, but then usually everybody is ignorant. Therefore you can say that in waking state, when is embodied, in the dream state also, there is identification in the subtle body, so yes, the sharira embodied. And therefore in the waking and dream state, you have the particular knowledge. It's called Visheshajnanam. Asharirasyatu. The deep sleep state, there is no identification in the body, a sharira, unembodied. In atma there is a sharira. But you say that the state of deep sleep is pretty close because there is no identification in the gross and subtle bodies there, but pretty close to the self you can say that the deep sleep state is equal to a sharira or unembodied. So, Vishesha Jnana Abhavad. At that time, there is no Vishesha Jnana. What is the Vishesha Jnana? I am so and so also is Vishesha Jnana. I am so and so and other things are so and so. So, waking state and dream states, I know myself as I am so and so. And I know other things also as such and such. Deep sleep state, I am not aware that I am so and so, and therefore not aware that other things are such and such. But important thing is I am so and so, really speaking. Important thing is I am so and so, which is where the problem is. 
This thing that so and so is not my problem. I am so and so is my problem. And that perception of myself that I am so and so and so arises in the dream, waking state, in the dream stage because there is a habitual identification of the body. Meaning that I look at myself through the prism of the body. Through the standpoint of the body. I judge myself through the standpoint of the body and then I equate myself with the body and therefore I have the, this perception of myself that I am so and so. What is the body so and so? I am fat, lean, tall, short, happy and happy. Because body also includes the mind here. So whatever the state of gross body or the sense organs or the mind becomes my state. That is the result of the habitual identification. And the habitual identity is not there in deep sleep state. Therefore, I don't have any notion about I am so and so. So that, the, that is where the problem begins. I am so and so is the origin of all the problems. In deep sleep state, there is not there, therefore, there are no problems. There may not be any solution, but there are no problems at least. Deep sleep state, there are no problems. <coughs> so, asairasyatu vishesha vijnana bhavat vinasa brahmaha. So now I feel I am so that knowledge is not there, that I am not there. So when do I say I am there? When? I think that I am so and so. See, when do I say that I am there? When I am conscious that I am so and so. When that consciousness that I am so and so goes away, I think that I also go away. See? Meaning that I equate the existence of myself with only the particular knowledge about I, so and so. And when that I am so and so, that particular knowledge about myself does not remain, I think that I don't remain. So that is where our conclusion and delusion that I exist, I say that I exist only when I exist as so and so. And I feel that I do not exist when the I am so and so is not there. That's why people feel, they, they feel, you know, even sometimes in meditation, I'm afraid, Swami, because you disappear. Meaning that sometimes that awareness of the vessel goes away and you think that you are in oblivion, you are in vacuum, you are not there. You are losing yourself, you are going to die. Because that I am so and so, that conclusion goes away when the mind becomes quiet. <coughs> so this is where the idea of I am mortal comes. I, I exist, I am there as long as I am so and so. I am not there when that I am so and so is not there. So in waking in dream states, I am. Deep sleep state, I am not. So vishesha jnana vijnana abhava dvinasya brahmaham. Therefore the conclusion that I am not there in deep sleep, is the Brahma because that existence of I is equated to the existence of the particular knowledge about myself, so and so. And that so and so is not there, therefore I am not there, this is my, this is the, the Brahma because the existence of I is equated to the existence of Ahankara. Because I look upon myself as Ahankara. What is Ahankara? I, so and so, I is Ahankara. So I equate my existence to Ahankara. In the waking and dream states, Ahankara is there, the notion of individual I is there, and therefore I think that I am. In the deep sleep state, that notion of individual I is not there, and therefore I conclude that I am not there. Now that is because you are equating yourself with Ahankara, therefore that delusion arises. Not that Atma is Ahankara. No Pundarasau Vastutaha Vinashyadi. Yes, Ahankara also has two aspects. One is the abiding aspect, other is the incidental aspect. When I say I am a man, I am a woman, then the I am is the abiding aspects. 
the man and woman are warned the incidental aspect arising from identification the part. So I'm happy, I'm unhappy, all of these are incident. The happy and happy is incidental. The I am is abiding. In deep sleep, I am remains. The man and woman goes away. Rahu grasta diva karenda sudasho maya samachadanat sanmatra karanopa samharanato yogut sushupta puman. Karanopa samharanatah. Because karana instruments or the organs, the form of the sense organs in the mind are, are, are withdrawn, therefore, sanmatra, I remain just am. So I am never suffers a loss. But then, because I equate always myself with I am so and so, therefore I think I suffer a loss when so and so is not there. Indra, I am is always there. So your conclusion that Atma is mortal is because you are equating Atma with so and so with Upadhi and that awareness of Upadhi is not there in deep sleep state. Therefore you conclude that you are not there. In fact, your nature is I am, which is immortal, Ambutam, Abhayam. <coughs> so, says Anandini, Svena Rupen Abhinishpadyadeidi, Samprasadasya Abhinashita Vachanat. We already saw it, Svena Rupen Abhinishpadyadeidi. He becomes established in his true nature, Svena Rupen, in his true nature, Abhinishpadyadeidi. He arrives at, meaning he becomes established in its true nature, where? In deep sleep state. So in fact, earlier, the deep sleep state was described as the, the state where one becomes established in one's own nature. <coughs> one is always established in one's nature. What happens is, because of identifying the body, I, as though become deviated from my nature, I never do. I am always established in Satchitananda or Sthibhadi Priyam. I can never be. But because of the identity of the body, when I think I am a man, I am a woman, I am as though deviated from my true nature, as though. But the as though deviation that happens in the waking in dream states also is not in deep sleep state because the identification that creates a sense of deviation is not there. And therefore, in the deep sleep state, one being totally free from all the identification and therefore the Brahma or the notions arising from identification not being there, one is established in one's true nature. <coughs> How can you say you are always established in your nature? Regardless of the ornament, always is gold. Ahankari always is Atma. But anyway, when I think myself to be ahankara, then I am as though deviated from my nature. Meaning that I think I take myself to the limited being, therefore I am as though deviated from the limitlessness. I take myself dukhi or unhappy, therefore I am as though deviated from my nature of happiness. In that sense you can say that in the waking dream states, one is not establishing oneself. I think I am happy and happy, established in non-self, in the deep sleep state, one becomes established in one's own self. While thus discussing samprasada, only to say that the Atma in the deep sleep is avinashi, because that is when one gets established in one's own nature, one's own nature is immortal, amrutam. So, Amrutam Abhayam is one's own nature. In deep sleep state, there is nothing now to distract me from that nature that we can say that in deep sleep state, one is established in one's own nature, which is immortal, which is fearless. <coughs> so, it is Samprasadasya Avinashitva Vachanat. So, all religion said that Samprasada, the deep sleeper is Avinashi, he is indestructible. Devi Pratya Karnameva Spashtayan. So, Shunutatra Karnam. Indra, listen to the reason why you feel that you are mortal. So, Karnameva Spashtayan. 
clarifying the reason. Because Prajapati said, listen to the reason. Please read it, listen to reason. Therefore, now Prajapati says, what's the reason why you arrive at this wrong conclusions? Before that, let me let us read this uh, footnote number one. I don't know where that one is, but anyway. So, footnote one. Huh? Navai Sashagriyasya Sataya Priyapya Apahati Asti. So, that should be there in the Shruti statement. Navai Sashagriyasya Sataya Priyapya Apahati Asti. That's why that one should have been there. Idhyatra. So how the, the Vishistha Dvaita explains this particular statement is what the Tippani says. Idhyatra karma kruta shariravata hityartha. <coughs> Sashariyasa means embodied one, one possessed of the body. So as long as one is possessed of the body, simple meaning is as long as one is possessed of the body, so long there cannot be the elimination of priya and apriya, the pleasant and unpleasant. Meaning that one cannot be free from samsara, but so priya and apriya is equal to, samsara is equal to priya and apriya. The pleasant and unpleasant, the pairs of opposites. <coughs> so there the Vishistha, we said, the sasharira should be karma krita shariram. So they say there are two kinds of bodies. One is the body which is result of karma, other is a body which is not the result of karma. So says, Tena Mokshe Karma Kata Sharira According to them, what is Moksha? Moksha is abiding in Brahma Loka. Brahma Loka is Divya Loka. So body that you get in Brahma Loka is not the result of karma. Divya Shariram Chanumatam Brahmanujiyana. So they accept a divine body where in the state of moksha, which is in the abode of the Brahmaloka. You may call it Vaikuntha or some, but then basically that's what it is. In short, they believe that by worshipping Ishwara, you gain a divya shariram and a, a divine body. In that body you remain in Brahmaloka, in Vaikuntha. So in Vaikuntha also your individual existence is there. Because now you are with Ishwara, with the Lord. Except that it is not this body. That not this mortal body. It is a divine body. And that body is not the result of karma. It is not karma krita shariram. <coughs> and therefore they interpret sasharira says what? So one, as long as one possesses this body, which is result of karma, so long one cannot be free from samsara. Meaning that you should not have this body to become free from samsara. Vedanta will say that what you need is become free from identification of the body. Because Atma is never embodied anyway. That I am embodied the notion about myself, not reality about myself. That way you don't have to become free from the body in literal sense. What is necessary is become free from the identification with the body. Meaning, free from the notion that I am embodied. That's all. You don't have to go to Brahma Loka to be liberated. That's what Vedanta will say. But they say that you go to Brahmuloka to become liberated. Meaning you can't be liberated as long as you are here because you are only having this body. So as long as you possess the body, you can be liberated. Only when you not possess the body that you can be liberated. But then if you don't possess the body, then how do you exist? So you have the divine body. A body, divine body, very peculiar to the Brahmuloka and that. So with that body, you are liberated because the Upanishad denies 
Upanishad asserts samsara only with this mortal body. You can have immortal body. Divya Shariram, the body you will have in Brahmaloka is immortal body. That means if you are possessed of that body, then there is no priya priya, apahati, meaning that there is no priya priya. Then apahati is, I mean elimination is there, there is no existence of priya priya in that body. It is, this is what they say. So Vedantanna, so that conclude that opinion is not right, cannot be right. Why? Bhagavat Upasanabi Manasam Karmaeva. In fact, Vedanin says that if you get a divine body in the Brahma Loka, that also is a result of what? Upasana. By meditation on Bhagavan. So their path of moksha is worship, worshipping Ishvara, the Bhakti Marga. Meaning, what, how do you worship Ishwara? Ultimately by meditation upon Ishwara. So, Upasana is a mental worship. So, Kavim Puranam Shasitaram Manonanyam Samanusmaredya Sarvasyadhataram Chindyarum Adityavaranam Tamasaparastat Prayanakale Manasachalena Bhaktyayukta Yoga Balena Chaiva Bhrur Muddhi Pranamavishamek Satamparam Purusham Dupaiti Divyam Divyam Purusham Upaiti so Gita says. So therefore, as far as all Vaish- all the Vaishnava sampradayas, all sampradayas of duality are concerned, the means is bhakti, worshipping Ishvara. Now, basically worship means then mental worship, dhyanam. But then it simplified. In terms of the worshipping, then came the, uh, the, the worship of the murti. Because worshipping mentally is so difficult, therefore it's a divine form. And therefore you begin with the worshipping of the uh, something tangible, which is a murti. <coughs> but Bhagavad Upasana Manasam Karma Eva. But even Upasana, the worship or meditation on Bhagavan also is a Manasam Karma. Because it is a mental activity where you focus your mind upon Bhagavan's Vigraha. <coughs> Tena prapyam brahma logikam sharimabhi karma janyamayavayari. Therefore, that shariram, the divine body that you attain in brahma loka also is a result of that manas karma upasana. So worship is also manas karma or the karma action performed the level of the mind. And the divine body is the result of this upasana, and therefore result of karma. So karma janyam eva tadvi mrityu grastam, therefore there is no sharira which is not karma kruta, which is not a karma kruta. There is no sharira which is not the result of karma. Whatever the body is, when Brahma loka also, Vedanta says that also is the result of karma only. And therefore, whatever result of karma is mortal, because karma is mortal. The cause is mortal, therefore, that sharira, which is a result of karma, also someday will come to an end. It is no vishesha, therefore, that the body is mortal. It is no difference whether the body is in the human world or in Brahma Loka, because wherever the body is, is always a result of karma, then it is always mortal, no vishesha. Even that body in the Vaikuntha Brahmaloka also cannot be mortal, being the body. Asharinam vavasandami jatra shri samanya bhavaya vakshataha. So when Upanishad, asharinam vavasandam priya priya nasprashataha. That the pairs of opposites do not affect the person who is unembodied. He is not sharinam, he is unembodied in terms of divya sharinam, sharinam samanya. No one is free from the body altogether. And that can be only one is free from the identification of the body. <coughs> that is by the way, okay. So Shrutatra Karana Bhashakara says, see the reason, listen to the reason why you came to conclusion that the Atma is mortal, says. Yadidam shariram vai yat pashyasi tadetata martyam vinashi 
ಸೊಸ್ Except that the universe is not uh, Indra's problem right now. Indra's problem is his body alone is a problem. That is why it is said, Magavan Martyamva Idam Shariram. Idam Shariram. Idam means Yat Pashyasi. Understand that Shariram is in the category of Idam, not Aham. So Idam Shariram Kaunte Kshetra Mitya Vidyat. Idam Shariram. The Sharira is, Idam means that can be, uh, that can be designated as this, which is the object of your awareness, which is objectified. Tadetad Matyam, that is, Matyam means Vinashi, it is mortal, subject to destruction, subject to death. Not only that, but Atam Rutyana, Tatcha Atam Rutyuna is also under the jaws of death. So, Grastam Satatam Eva. There is always Grastam grasped by, held in the jaws of the death. So, here Indra, not Arjuna, but Indra. Indra, not only the body is mortal, will die someday, but it is always in the jaws of death. <coughs> So the Tika says in line 31, Hidam Shriram Sthulam Sukshmancha Tadeva Tatra Karana Vidanvaya. So Shrunu Tatra Karana, Hidam Shriram Tadeva Karana, that's what it is, you know. This Shriram is Karana. So Yadidam Shriram Sthulamcha Sukshmancha. This body, the gross body, as well as the subtle body, that is the reason why you came to the conclusion that Atma is mortal. Tadeva Vaishabda Vyakyana Purukam Shariyasya Martyatvena Sadhanati So Vai Yad it is. Yad Dham Shariyam Vai Vai is Prasiddham. Something that is well known. So, Tadeva, Vaishabda Vyakhyana Purvakam. So, what is Prasiddham? Yet Pashyasi. So, the body that is well known to you, that's the body we are talking about, not anything else. <coughs> so, Vaishabda Sya Vyakhyana Purvakam, Sa Shairasya Martyatvena Sadhayati. Kim Sadhayati? So, Shairasya Martyatvena Sadhayati. So, Bhashyagara Sadhayati establishes that by Shairasya Martyatvena, that body is mortal. So, by stating that the body is mortal, Bhashyagara establishes what? Karanatvam. So, that, so, Tadeva Karanamitanvaya that the gross body and the subtle body is the cause of the creation of delusion that Atma is mortal. Why is it so? Because the body is mortal. So that the body is mortal becomes the reason for your conclusion that Atma is mortal. <coughs> so the conclusion that Atma is mortal is, 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 is established by showing the mortality of the body. <coughs> Bhashnagara says, Vinashiti, so the Tikakara says, Vinashiti, Tatascha Atmana, 
विशेष विज्ञान हेतु शरीर सुषुप्त विनाशे विशेष विज्ञान अभाव आत्मने शरीर नाश आरोपा तथा प्रतीत न स्वतः तस्नाश आत्मन विशेष विज्ञान हेतु शरीर सुषुप्त विनाश सिंपल थिंग That Atman is some identification of the body. That's all. Why Vishesha Vijnana? Anyway, so that in the waking and dream stage there is identification of the body. Deep sleep stage is no identification of the body. Simple as that. It is identification of the body that creates the idea of embodiedness, sasariratvam. The deep sleep stage there is no identification of the body. Therefore, that I am embodied. That No sense is not there, and embodiedness is equated to existence of the Atma, and therefore there is no embodied, there is no no so no sense embodiedness is never in the waking dream. Therefore, you equate that is existence of Atma, and the no sense of embodiedness of the Atma is not there in deep sleep. Therefore, you equate it to be the absence of Atma. That's the reason. But somehow, Vishesha Vigna. That's why we said Vishesha Vijnana Raham. That I am so and so that Vishesha Vijnana creates in me the conclusion that I exist. And when that Vishesha Vijnana I am so and so is not there, I conclude that I am not there. <coughs> so Tatasya Atmana Vishesha Vijnana Hetoho वॉट इज विशेष विज्ञान हेतु शरीर से आत्मन विशेष विज्ञान हेतु शरीर शरीर स्थूल शरीर एंड सूक्ष्म शरीर विच इज द रीजन वाय द आइडिया ऑफ द शरीरत्व बींग एम्बॉर्ड इज क्रिएट इन आत्मा वेर इन वेकिंग एंड ड्रीम स्टेट of that body which creates the idea that i am embodied is absence in the deep sleep state therefore so it is a body that is mortal and the body is responsible for creating the idea that atma is mortal body is mortal and that creates the conclusion that atma is mortal so in the waking and dream state the body is there and therefore the conclusion the atma is and the body is mortal therefore in the waking dream states the conclusion remains that atma is mortal that body which is the cause of the creation of this conclusion is not the deep sleep state therefore in deep sleep state the conclusion that i am so and so is not there the vishesha vijnana therefore you think that you are not there therefore you come to conclusion that you don't exist in the deep sleep <coughs> सो शरीर से सुषुप्त विनाश है विशेष सुषुप्त विनाश शरीर से विनाश है ग्रोस एंड सटल बॉडी इज इज गॉन इन द डीप स्लीप स्टेट दे कॉल इट विनाश एनीवे विशेष विज्ञान अभाव इज एबसेंस ऑफ द particular knowledge arising from identification of those bodies atmani sai nash aropat so that is a vinasha say because gross and subtle bodies they are not do not exist therefore atma also does not exist <coughs> so the nash or destruction of the body is superimposed on the atma and here indra you come to conclusion that atma is is destructive Atma is destroyed <coughs> because the body is destroyed in deep sleep state. Therefore, you think that Atma is destroyed <coughs> because Martyam, because this is Vinashame Apito Bhavati. Because that's what uh, Indra is saying. Then in deep sleep state, I feel that I I don't exist. 
ఆత్మా వినాశం అపి భవతి ఆత్మా బికమ్స్ యూ నో నాట్ దేర్ దట్ మీన్ ఐఎమ్ నాట్ దేర్ సో యూ థింక్ దట్ యూ డోంట్ ఎగ్జిస్ట్ ఇన్ డీప్ స్లీప్ స్టేట్ బికాస్ దాట్ ఇస్ క్రియేటెడ్ ద నోషన్ దట్ యూ ఎగ్జిస్ట్ ది కన్క్లూజన్ దట్ యూ ఎగ్జిస్ట్ వాస్ దేర్ ఇన్ యూ బికాస్ దిస్ బాడీ and so your existence equal to existence of body and this leaves state that body is not there therefore non existence of body is is concluded as non existence of atma so it is a mortality of the body that created in you the notion that atma is mortal it's interesting the mortality of the body is responsible for creating you the notion that atma is mortal as long as that body is there in the waking dream state so long you think that atma is there and in the deep sleep state the body is not there body is so vinasham what suffered destruction the body suffered destruction in this sleep state and then you say that atma suffers destruction thus the nature of vinashitvam or suffering destruction destructibility of the body become the cause of your conclusion that atma is destructible <coughs> and the shreya nash aropa atmani the destructibility of the body is superimposed on the atma you conclude atma is destructible nasvatah that conclusion is because of superimposing nasvatah that the atma in its own nature is destructible tasya nash in reality the self does not suffer destruction in a deep sleep state <coughs> in short prajapati wants indra to understand why indra came to this conclusion that atma is gets destroyed in a deep sleep state is the atma that gets this something else gets destroyed what gets destroyed the sharira dwayam the gross and subtle bodies they get destroyed in deep sleep states and that destruction is superimposed on self and you came to conclusion that atma or the self got destroyed <coughs> so now indra understands why he thought that atma gets destroyed in the deep sleep state he is not the atma sharira dwaya that gets destroyed why because it is destructible so that's called mortality that this shariram is there in the waking dream state shariram is not there in deep sleep state dava shariram is vinashi so not that some day it will die every day it dies in deep sleep state is not there and never the shariram dies in deep sleep state so you think atma dies so that's how the cause of the delusion of indra is explained here <coughs> okay om purnamada పూర్ణమిదం పూర్ణాత్పూర్ణముదే పూర్ణమోదక్షదే భగవంతోపునఃపునఈశ్వరోగురాత్మేదేమవ్యాప్తేహాయ దక్షిణామూర్త శాంతి హరి శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓ